to his mouth and speak loudly and clearly. Writings of Rabash, volume 2, what is the smell of his garments in the work? Rabbi Zira said about the verse, and he smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him. And he said, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. The smell of his garments, do not call it Begadav, his garments, but Bogdav, his traders. For even the traders among them have a smell to them. We should understand the words of Rabbi Zira. What is the connection between garments and traders? Garments are clothes that a person wears, meaning there is a connection between the clothes and the person. It is a good thing that the person has clothes. But traders are the complete opposite. Since when one person betrays another, it is a bad thing for that person. In other words, the person feels so bad in his situation that he wants to come out of that state. And he has no other choice but to betray the person who put him in the bad state he's in. Therefore, how come Rabbi Zira explains about the verse that garments means traitors? Therefore, when a person wants to walk on the path of individuals to do everything in order to bestow, the evil inclination called the will to receive, which is concerned with its own benefit, can work only in order to receive reward. And when a person wants to work for the sake of the Creator, the evil inclination objects to his work. Since it conflicts with the nature with which he was born. Hence here begins man's work with a hard battle. Since the person tells his body when the body asks him, why he observes Torah and mitzvot. What will you get out of it? The person then tells him that our sages said, the Creator said, I've created the evil inclination, I've created the Torah as a spice. Therefore, since I haven't the power to annul you by engaging in Torah, I will have the strength to annul you and remove you from your kingship over me. As it is written, you are an old and foolish king. 
Therefore, I want to remove you from your governance that you govern me and take upon myself the governance of the king of all kings, the creator. And what should the evil inclination called the will to receive for oneself do? It has no other choice but to interrupt with all its might. However, normally a person does not make efforts to obtain something if he can obtain it easily. Therefore, when a person begins to work and makes little efforts to emerge from its dominance, the body does not need to resist a person with all its might. Rather, the evil in the person emerges gradually with greater force each time depending on man's work. In other words, the order of the work is balanced so that one will have a choice to elect the good and reject the bad. This is as our sages said, one should always see oneself as half guilty, half innocent. If he performs one mitzvah, happy is he, for he has sentenced himself to the side of merit. And the reason one should see oneself as half guilty and half innocent is so as to have a choice. Conversely, if one thing is more than the other, he can no longer make the decision. Therefore, if a person performs one mitzvah, he is already sentenced to one side of merit. So how can he make a choice once more? Since the side of merit has already prevailed. The answer is that if the bad in a person sees that the person has overcome it, the evil uses greater force, meaning brings him just arguments why it is not worthwhile to work for the sake of the Creator. And it makes one taste the taste of dust when he wants to do something to bestow and gives him a greater flavor in work for self-benefit. In other words, each time he gives him a greater pleasure in self-benefit. In other words, he never thought that there is so much pleasure in self-benefit. Since when he makes more efforts, he senses to the side of merit. Hence, he must give him more evil 
in order to be able to choose. That is, it does not mean that he gives him more bad deeds. Rather, it means that he gives him greater pleasure in self-benefit to the point that it is difficult for him to retire from self-benefit and work in order to bestow. This is regarded as a person suffering great descents. That is, when the evil appears to him with greater force and it is difficult to overcome it, the person sometimes comes to a state of pondering the beginning, meaning that he sees that he has labored and toiled in vain, since, in fact, it is impossible to emerge from the governance of evil. Thus, it is a shame that I exerted for nothing. It follows that during the descent, he betrays the work of the Creator. We should understand the argument of the spies. After all, they said what they felt. When a person is in a descent, he does not lie. He says what he feels. Hence, during the ascent, he wants to annul before him as a candle before a torch, since he feels that he will be happy from this. Conversely, during a descent, he sees that all that the will to receive argues is correct. Thus, why does the verse say, as it is written, and they slandered the land? According to what Baal Sulam says, the answer is that they had to believe that since the Creator promised to the people of Israel that He would give them the land of Israel, which is a land flowing with milk and honey, the Creator will certainly give them. But the situation that they saw was that they had to believe that this revelation of the bad came to them from above. Meaning the revelation of the evil that exists in man by nature and that one is unable to emerge from the governance of the of the evil and be rewarded with adhesion with the Creator. Rather, it is only the Creator Himself. And they had to believe that the Creator would give them a second nature, which is the desire to bestow. And by this, they will receive all the delight and pleasure called a land flowing with milk and honey. Then, when they have the vessels of bestowal, 
The restriction and concealment are lifted from them and they are rewarded with the delight and pleasure that were in the purpose of creation. At that time, it is a land flowing with milk and honey. It follows that these descents are required in order to reveal the evil, so that afterward they will know that only the Creator can help. And His help comes specifically on a complete lack, for then the complete help can come. This means that if the evil were not completely exposed, there would not be a complete lack. Hence, first we must see that the evil is revealed. Subsequently, the feeling called help from the Creator comes and fills his lack. This follows the rule, there is no light without a clee. We could ask, why must we wait so long? That is, there are many ascents and many descents, but the bad could have appeared at once. The answer is that if the bad were revealed in full, no one would be able to begin the work. Since the bad would prevail and there would be no room for choice. Hence, the bad appears according to the level of the good that a person increased in the work. Traders. Therefore, when a person is in a state of ascent, he must learn from his state during the descent in order to know the difference between light and darkness. As it is written, the advantage of the light from within the darkness. However, for the most part, if a person does not want to remember the time of darkness because it pains him, and people do not want to suffer for no reason. Rather, a person wants to enjoy the state of ascent that he is in. However, one must know that if he considers the descents while he is in an ascent, he will learn two things from this, which will benefit him, and he will therefore not suffer from descents for no reason. One, he must know how to keep himself as much as he can from falling into a descent. Two, as the advantage of the light from within the darkness. At that time, he will have more vitality and joy from the state of ascent. 
and he will be able to thank the Creator for bringing him closer to him. That is, now a person has a good feeling from being in a state where he understands that it is worthwhile to be a servant of the Creator, since now he feels the greatness and importance of the King. But during the descent, it is the complete opposite. Body asks him, what will you get out of wanting to annul before him? And cancel yourself from this entire world. And care only about how to bring contentment to the Creator. When a person considers both extremes, he sees the differences between them. At that time, he has the values of a different importance than he thought about the ascent. It follows that by looking at the ascent, the ascent rises in him to a higher level then he feels without looking at the descent. It follows that when he thinks about the time of the trails that he had during the descent, all the descents are sweetened and filled with the blessing of the Creator, since they are causing an ascent. Hence, when a person completes the work, everything is corrected into merits. This is the meaning of what he says. And he said, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. This means that then the smell of my son's betrayals is as the smell of Malchut who is called the field that the Lord has blessed. That is, he already received all the bestowals of delight and pleasure from the Creator. That is, in the work, when speaking of one person, that he is a small world, there are many righteous in a person, meaning many ascents. And they come by overcoming the wicked. And concerning many wicked in one person, this is called many descents, since in each descent he becomes wicked. It follows that each one grows through the other. And this is the meaning of one nation shall be stronger than the other. Conversely, those who do not want, who do not walk on the path toward achieving the adhesion of the Creator, which is to obtain the desire to bestow, they are called wicked. And that they are not walking 
on a path where they will be able to do everything for the sake of the Creator, but rather for their own sake. Yet here, wicked is a different discernment, a completely different interpretation. That is, there are no righteous there in the middle, but all their actions are as wicked, meaning not for the sake of the Creator, but for their own sake. In the work, they are called wicked. But to the general public who observe Torah and Mitzvot, they are called righteous. And they are called wicked only in terms of the intention, in terms of the work, to work only for the sake of the Creator and not for their own sake. And since they do not have a quality of righteous in between, their evil does not receive an addition. For only if there is a righteous in between, meaning an ascent, when he wants to work only in order to bestow, then the bad must receive more bad so as to be able to lower him from his degree. Hence to the wicked, the evil seems like hair's breath, and the bad does not grow in them. Instead, Transgressed and repeated, it becomes as though permitted to him. In other words, he has no sensation of the evil. And this is, as our sages said, and one nation shall be stronger than the other. As Rashi interpreted, they will not be the same in greatness. When one rises, the other falls. But how come when he rises, he then falls each time someone else receives an addition? Once the good receives an ascent from above and the bad falls, and when the bad receives bad from above, the good, fa- the good falls. This is the order of descent and descent until all evil within men is revealed specifically by a person receiving good each time. Which is called a sense. This is the meaning of one nation shall be stronger, stronger than the other. Hence, a person should not be alarmed by the descent. Instead, he should ask the Creator each time to bring him closer to him. According to the above, we should interpret, thus far your kindness has assisted us and your mercies have not left us, the Lord our God. We should ask, in which state is he in now? 
And what was his state before, of which he comes to say something new, as though now he is in a state of delight and pleasure? And it seems as though he was not in a good state, but was in a state where he was not happy. And now he has come to realize that, thus, what we felt have been help from above, from the side of mercy. Although he did not feel them as mercy, now he sees that that then too, his feelings, which we felt as bad, were also from the side of kindness. And your mercies have not left us, meaning that then too providence was from the side of mercy and not from the side of judgment. We should understand how this is so, meaning to say that the bad state was also mercy. The thing is that there is no light without a clea. And since a person cannot be given something if he has no need for it. It is like a person who cannot eat if he is not hungry. Therefore, when a person begins to walk on the path of the Creator, to achieve adhesion with the Creator, he cannot receive help from the Creator because normally a person does not ask for help from someone unless he cannot obtain that thing by himself. Therefore, when one thinks that he can come to work in order to bestow a loan, he does not ask the Creator to help him. Thus, when one begins to work for the sake of the Creator and sees each time that he is incapable of achieving the degree of work in order to bestow, he becomes needy of the Creator's help. It follows that all the descents he had to the point that sometimes he despaired and came to pondering the beginnings and wanted to escape the campaign. And certainly these states are called bad states. And he was in a state of wicked. But afterwards, when he has satiated the lack of the clea, when he saw that the clea was full of lacks, the Creator gives him help. 
which is the desire to bestow a second nature. At that time he sees that thus far the many descents he felt and thought that the person, the, the reason was that he was unsuitable for it and this is why he suffered the descents. Now he sees that thus far it was also a help from the Creator. This is the meaning of thus far your kindness has assisted us. It was all mercy as it is written and your mercies did not leave us. What is it when he says that the descents are needed in order to reveal the evil? And they will know later that only the Creator can help them. And his help comes specifically for a whole deficiency. And then it can come to complete help. Why or how come the help only comes on a whole deficiency? From each and every state, from which we need to get closer to the purpose of creation, we get closer to wholeness. The wholeness means that it includes the good and the bad, all of the actions and all of the states that a person has gone through, and we receive all of it together. The creator, that the Creator created everything and arranged everything so that we are capable of understanding and attaining and feeling and justifying him from contradicting states. This is why we have nothing else to do but only to continue and continue and continue on the same way. He writes, that's why when a person begins to work, and he sees that it's not within his, each time that he's incapable of achieving the degree of work in order to bestow, it becomes the need of the Creator's help. The point that each time you have to reach the need for help from the Creator. What is the benefit here? What's the correction here? When you turn to the Creator, what's in it? What's there is a, a grip on the upper force that He and only He can save the person. And what is the device when a person is in a state where he's distant? He feels a descent and he can't come to this 
vessel called a request, help from the Creator. So he needs to continue. Continue. And then, over time, the bad force and the good force, despair and fatigue, and also nearing uh, as a result of the requests, all of these things they come together and join into a state where he is capable of uh, turning correctly. And there is this approach here in this article where he writes, a person should not be impressed by the descents, but he needs to ask each time of the Creator to bring him closer to him. Meaning, on, uh, on the one hand, you shouldn't panic as a result of the descent. Like a more serious, even keeled approach. On the other hand, you ran for help to the Creator. How do you combine these two things? Again, there are seemingly two approaches. That's how it feels to me. On the one hand, a person should not be overly impressed by the descent. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't panic as a result. That's right. On the other hand, he should run to the Creator and ask for help. Yes. It's, it's like, it's as though one, they, they erase each other. Yes. But without feeling that he must get help, he cannot turn to the Creator. The help must be truly so that this is the only thing he wants from the bottom of his heart. And therefore, he goes and uh, connects all of these states until he reaches a true desire. An ascent, a person has to remember the descents. And uh, elsewhere, we read that we need to be like an old person looking for something he lost. Meaning, uh, a person is never uh, in an ascent in a, like a clean way, but he should be always be careful and think that he's about to fall, lose it. Like it's like he's tarnishing his ascent. Yes. So there is no pure, pure ascent where a person can just no. adhere fully and that's it. No. You have to constantly look. Yes, how, how can it be? He has to constantly reveal that he has a deficiency, a deficiency for adhesion with the upper force. It's, it's more fear than deficiency. On the small degrees, it is fear, yes. But on the great degrees, it's no longer fear, but rather a necessity. Um, Thank you. Thank you.
First of all, thank you to Dudi, Akoka, all those who are choosing the study material. There's, there's a flow here. No? This process builds us brick by brick in this work. There's a question here. Several times he writes, they, they, they should have believed that the Creator gave them they were in a sense, the, the sense slandering the land. Then they should have believed that the Creator would give him a second nature. What is the meaning of they should have believed? What is this concept of should have believed? Well, of course it comes from above. That many times the person did not ascribe it to the Creator or, or incident or... And now, in one of those states, he begins to discover that, of course, it comes from a certain source, from a certain desire, and he has to respond to it in a certain way. And the mutual work begins between him and the Creator. There are two states where a person can come out of the descent somehow. One he writes about here, and that is when the Creator gives him the ascent. And the other thing that I noticed is we have our daily order of things. I, I, I'm doing something, then I noticed that I was in a descent before that, and then I seemingly come out of this descent. Is any one of those things considered the, on the account of a person? Again? That the person did it or the creator took him out? No, no, nothing really pertains to the person. The creator simply takes him for all of these states, ascents and descents and falls, forgetfulness, uh, whatever you have. And in the end, the person discovers all of his uh, emotions and he gains experience and he is already willing to relate to the states that he is going through each time in a way that is more and more correct. What is the indication that now I'm in an ascent and I can start to remember the descent? First of all, you remember about it. You remember the descent, you recall the descent, and you're able to understand the state you were in before, and the state you're coming to now. In order to start it, he says that you can only do this action when you are in an ascent, right? Yes. How do I make sure that now I'm in an ascent or just happy about, I don't know what, there are a thousand reasons to have a good mood. How do I know it's a state of ascent? The state of ascent means that you are willing to remain in it and to continue it because by that you are giving contentment to the Creator. I'll think about it. Thanks. No. 
should see that he's half uh, innocent before a person reaches the correction of in order to bestow. How can he see that he's half innocent? Half innocent means that there's nothing nothing that There's nothing that gives him this foundation and he feels that he has nowhere to glue himself to. So he gives examples where a person should see that uh, he's half wicked, half righteous. How can a person see that he's half righteous, that, that uh, half wicked? That I understand. In what? But in what can a person sees, uh, see that he's half righteous? before he reached the correction also. What, what is this uh, righteous? But if he's not going to go through these states, how will he determine he's wicked? Well, wicked because you check yourself according to your thoughts and intentions and you see that you're not capable of being it in order to bestow. You can't love the friends. You see that. Whatever he sees himself as wicked, there, in the same states, he can see that he is righteous. He's righteous in what? He justifies the Creator to some extent. He performs certain actions of bestow. But in that, he can see that he's half innocent. Those are degrees. Also, if a person performs one mitzvah, when can a person say that he has uh, performed even one mitzvah? No, one commandment, one mitzvah means a mitzvah of faith. When a person comes to it, he sees that he truly did this great correction. He also writes that he must give him greater evil so that he will have a choice. So, yes. what is the connection between uh, choice and evil? As much as there is good and evil in a person, one against the other, a person can see his true state. And when he writes that he betrays the work of the Creator, what is the correct relation for a person who sees his state, that he is betraying the work of the Creator? How should he relate to it? Well, he has to correct himself. What can he do? He has to correct himself, become righteous. With respect to the spies, he says that the spies said what they felt. So, a person can uh, never look at the feeling itself? No. 
from the side of the feeling he will never receive both in the feeling and in the intellect any correct results so what is the foundation the basis that he can use other than his emotions his feelings what can he look at so that then check himself his way his attitude his uh, connections with the ten with the group with the path if his feelings are not uh, a correct yardstick no no, he cannot follow the feeling. So what can he follow? In, in those instances. But only when he is above reason, when he is above his nature, then, then he can follow a feeling. And why is there such a demand? that the evil must be completely exposed or revealed. What does it mean, completely? That he's all bad. It's not clear. He also writes that we should learn from the state that he had during the descent. How does a person learn something from what he had? Now he feels a state of ascent, that he has a yearning towards the Creator, a yearning for connection with the friends. What can he learn from the state that when he didn't have the yearning, he didn't have the importance, he didn't have a demand to get closer to the quality of bestowal? What does he learn from that? He can learn that the Creator is also giving him such states, and he has to be grateful that he is giving them, him those states. And when he demands that he will not uh, suffer for no reason in the state of descent, what does it mean not to suffer for no reason? It can be that a person goes through a thousand def- descents and he suffers for no reason? Yes. What does it depend on? It depends on a person's awareness or consciousness. But the person's awareness is also a result, isn't it? No. No. So, what depends on the person here so that he doesn't suffer these uh, suffering for no reason? If he thinks that it comes from the Creator, he has to delve into it until, in place of the suffering, he will feel the good states instead. And last question. Uh, thanks. Uh, the order of the work. How to reach adhesion with the Creator. You asked yesterday or maybe a few days ago whether our actions in the 10, they cover everything that we need in order to reach Torah and Mitzvot Lishma. How do you feel? What do you think is the answer to this question? You're asking about me? Yes. What? You asked that in the, in the lesson. And I wanted to ask, how do you look at it? How do I look at it? I look at it. You don't want to tell us something about it? No. No. So we should uh, make a scrutiny about it? Of course. Thank you.
A question from Latin. The article speaks about many different states. What do we even define as a state? Are these emotional conditions, awareness or lack of awareness, or maybe corporeal conditions? A state is... Every moment a person can stop himself and ask about it. About that state. About that moment. Is it coming from above, from below? Why? Yes, no. This is called a state. Question from Moscow. In the end, what belongs to the person? What is at his account in the end? What belongs to a person? to try and feel as much as possible what the Creator is doing with him. And what should he be doing? What kind of uh, reaction he has to bring? Another question from Moscow. If the entire process is uh, planned by the Creator, does it mean that the descents are given to us only so that we will come back and turn to the Creator? It's like an alarm clock. I don't know why an alarm clock, but all the descents come from the Creator. So we would learn... So we would learn from them the states of ascent. What does it mean to guard yourself from the descents? Now each time I wish to climb higher and higher in my appreciation of the Creator and His actions. question from Belarus, Natania and Rehobot about the same matter. It is written, it follows that the descents, which are the betrayals, are considered um, transgressions. What is betrayal in spirituality? Betrayal in spirituality means it's when a person works against the desire of the upper one what the Creator arranged for him, but he does not accept it. How to cope with uh, the betrayal, with the fall, when there is no power to pray? Over time. Whatever the mind doesn't do, time will do. spoke to a friend or two. His friends that get a great awakening, it seems like an ascent to them. And from the scrutiny we did, I see it's a very dangerous state that you really have to pay attention not to receive in order to receive that awakening because then it distances a person eventually 
On one hand, he got a lot of forces and happiness on the path, but it can, if we don't pay attention, it can distance a person eventually. So the question is, when we get such a feeling of awakening and forces, what should we pay attention on in order for to direct it correctly, that it won't deviate us, but put us on the track ahead? Read the Shamati articles. I have nothing else to add. Thank you. It's with the upper grace that you do so. There's like a repetitiveness what he explains that there's a part that someone has doubts that he worked for nothing then he gets an awakening again and rises a degree again thinks it's over and then again the evil comes with greater forces and another descent so I wanted to ask about those states that repetitiveness that cycle at any change state in the cycle there's like you forget the previous state when the doubts come he forgets that he wasn't in a sense with an awakening when he has an awakening he forgets about the descent what's the reason for this forgetfulness in order for him to accumulate more and more experience and when he's persistent about it and again and again what does that cause him what does that bring a person to this brings him each time new disturbance even though he may doesn't feel maybe he doesn't feel that way and he joins all these states to a special state is there a certain point that after a few cycles because it happens a lot is there a point where he starts feeling and the forgetfulness disappears or does it constantly continue he needs to try to connect his mind to this what does that mean the meaning is to understand why this comes to him what's demanded of him what he needs to do. That's actually written in the articles. And this mind, how does that help? That the forgetfulness will disappear? It will disappear or become something new, yes? And in the preparation period, so can we reach a state that we'll already see it as one whole and not like cycles of ascents and descents, but as an order of advancement? More or less, yes. Okay. The righteous and the wicked, is that towards the intention of a person? Yes. 
So the essence of the, and the sense. How do the righteous and the wicked, how they connect it to the ups and downs and the feeling of good and bad? How do you connect all this? The wicked and the righteous are according to how much they justify the Creator or to the country. Going in a center of descent. That too, it depends on what state they're in. Yes. Because it's not clear how a person can ascribe himself to a certain state. How does he know if he's in an ascent or descent? According to his feeling or... According to his feeling, according to the situation, yes. According to what in relation with his, to his friends. And then from here, how does he reach a state where he justifies or slanders? What, yes. How does he do it? If you think about this state that you're in all the time, thoughts, intentions, the states themselves, towards the Creator, towards the friends, towards the world, towards yourself, then you'll start to um, collect all these impressions correctly together, and then you'll see. You will see how this happens. Is there something else except for a person's feelings if he feels good or bad? Again? A person on the path feels good or bad. Is that considered an ascent or a descent? Not always, but let's say that yes. Is there anything except for that? If a person feels good or bad, is there anything except it? He may feel bad, but with that, he is in a certain joy in appreciating the actions of the Creator. It happens. So it all depends on what he measures? Yes. Friend is asking, I have so many failures. How to see myself part owing and part deserving, like he writes here? Before a person receives upon himself some spiritual action, he needs to depict himself as being half in debt, half uh, in merit. And here he defines it as certainly he wants to move to the side of good. To the side that uh, is in uh, rewarded in merit. Yes. I understood that a person gets a state of an ascent and then he remembers that he had a descent and then he needs to do an action of himself called what I understood from the article on the answers to observe that descent. What does it mean to observe a descent? What does that include, such an action? 
Whatever he had in the descent, thoughts, desires, goals, forces, connection with the group, connection with the Creator. These are the the essential main things, the necessary things. So going deep in thought and feeling during the state of descent? Yes. How does he do it? He thinks about it. He, how does he scrutinize it? How does he go deeper? In? That he is in a state of ascent. When he's in a state of ascent, he can think about the state of descent and to understand the extent in which he was not in his true qualities, not real qualities. And he should go deeper beyond understanding, also into feeling. I'm not sure that that's uh, a given that's possible. He said desire, so it just stays in the thought or also a feeling of a desire. Thought. Thought is enough. person to give him the privilege to choose. So where is our place of choice? When we work in the tent, walking the path, where is the work in all these discernments? The place for work is at the time of the descent, specifically, we feel that we must raise ourselves to a higher state, and from it, judge our state. Specifically during the descent? Specifically during the time of descent. He says, I'll read something. In order to choose the good and not the bad, he has to be half worthy, half owing. In order for him to have the choice, but if one thing is more than the other, he can't determine anymore. So there's like a point where a person who gets a descent and devours his flesh, he's not there. If he has an ascent and he's flying above the clouds, he's not there either. There's like a point he has to reach, which is half and half. And there he has a choice. Yes, to choose the good and to not want the bad. Yes. So there's constant work to reach that half and half. A person can always keep himself in a state of choice. But that middle, the half and half, there's no good or bad, or there's good and bad. He doesn't feel he comes to a state in which he's holding himself that way. It's half owing and half um, with. 
that's a point that from it he supposedly is adhered to the Creator. That's what it feels like. Yes. Yes or no, that, that's called a state. Yes. How to be in constant attention and scrutinize everything that's happening to me. He says the best way is through the group to adhere to the Creator. In that direction, you always can uh, critique all your states. And my attention, where should it be toward? Where should it be directed to when I'm scrutinizing a state? As you want to adhere to the friends and to aim this adhesion to nearing the Creator. So I should scrutinize what's happening to me during the day, external, internal. Yes. What does it mean to scrutinize correctly? What's a good result of the scrutiny? The right scrutiny and the good scrutiny is where you come to identify with the Creator. Is indifference considered a descent? Indifference? Indifference is called a descent, yes. Even if he's completely indifference of the friends, the lessons, that's a descent, or is that outside of the game altogether? It's outside of the game. So why not to get excited by the descent? It looks like there's more work there. Yes, but to be impressed by the descent, he says, don't include yourself in such a state that you feel during a descent. A state of despair, helplessness, etc. Yes. Uh, the lesson is wonderful, and I'd like to ask a few questions. There's something I'm not able to scrutinize according to this article. There are a few definitions of the sense being a traitor that you don't have vessels of bestow. But it says that during an ascent, we have to search for the state of descent. It's all states from the Creator. I can't connect all this. I'd like you to help me. I can't give you one short advice that you'll use right now and advance with it. You need to ask yourself every day that same question. 
и постепенно Киев. Да, дорогой Раф, вот когда человек находится в состоянии подъема, поднимается к связи с товарищами, с творцом. Он только будто бы проверяет. Это все только относительно. Так что значит он... Насколько он относительно Творца? What's being a traitor in the ten? That's already a completely different question. A betrayal to the ten. We're talking about a person? Yeah. So a person that doesn't want to observe the rules of connection between the friends is called a traitor. Umutsuz olduğumuzda ve başlangıcı düşünmeye başladığımızda klinin eksiklerle dolu olduğunu nasıl fark ederiz? When a person feels despair and starts thinking about the time when he just got to the path, how can he understand that now his vessel is full of deficiencies? Again. I'll ask again. Yeah, now he feels yeah. despair. But when he got to the path, he was yeah. full of happiness. Now he feels that all his work is worthless. There's no feeling. How can he scrutinize his state with all those deficiencies? The best thing is prayer to the Creator, where all the friends start to address the Creator and to ask Him to illuminate through them. I'm asking the Creator to shine through me. Not just mine, but all the friends of us all. What can we do? We're not worthy of anything. 
Only thanks to the Creator we can see where we are and how to advance. Скажите, пожалуйста, вот в результате урока прийти к выводу надо, что мое задание, мое задание — это наблюдать за собой и анализировать свои чувства. Scrutinize myself and see where my feelings are directed towards bestow or myself. We need to be aimed only to the Creator through my friends. Maestro, buongiorno. Good morning, love. Il momento della discesa è in realtà un momento di crescita. Hug him and start rising together with him. That's the help for a friend during a descent. Protect himself that he don't reach a descent. So what is that condition? Well, because the magnitude of the ascent is the same, then the descent is the same. Yes, but there is the descent and there is the recognition of the descent. There's a big difference. I may remain in my state, in my place, but with that I feel how lowly I, I was. So it's only the matter of knowing what gives me a descent? Yes, of course. That's, it saves a lot of time and forces and... And a lot. Да, я хотел спросить, вот если в физических действиях вот это видно повторение прегрешения становится дозволенным, то есть, например, in corporeal deeds, there's a principle that he did something a few times and it becomes okay. So sometimes I didn't turn on my camera when I there was a meeting or so how does the tent work in such states? Come and you have to make sure that whoever didn't come, uh, he will come there. That's very important. Whoever is late He's not just responsible for himself, actually, but also to all the other friends that simply forgot of him and left him and didn't bring him or didn't drag him with them. Okay. Thank you, Rav. There's an ascent through overcoming and an ascent from a dispute and implementing the choice. What's the difference between the two? There's even more 
than two. Everything depends on the extent in which we, during this ascent, want to rise towards the Creator and, and delight Him in our work. ¿Cuál debería ser nuestra verdadera actitud frente a los descensos y frente a los ascensos para que haya un real avance? What's the work we must do exactly towards ascents and what towards descents sort of be for true advancement? Most important is connection. And through the connection, when we want to rise from degree to degree, on the ladder of degrees. Woman Kabyutu. Point of choice. How does being in the point of choice help us experience a sense and the sense? We need to come to the point of choice and from it to see how we approach the Creator and choose only this way and try to connect the direction of the road, this vector, with the point of choice so that both of them are together. And in this way, we advance. It's in the article that there's a state of the wicked that walk the path to do everything for the sake of the heavens, but do everything for themselves. And it's written that it's a different quality where there's no righteous on the middle. But it's all for their own benefit. But for the collective keeping the Torah and commandments, they are righteous. So help me understand that. We need to try to observe the laws of Torah that bring us to connection. Because this is the primary commandment. Love is your friend as yourself. This is what we need to observe. This is what we need to yearn for. This is the condition we need to scrutinize. And carry out in our life. Okay, friend. Yep. Forward to the book of Zohar in the writings of Bala Sulam. What does it mean when a person attains the tenth sefirot for the first time? 
person attains ten sefirot, it means he goes through all their qualities. They're all impressed in him. He identifies with them. He resembles those qualities. And in that way, he goes into the world of Atzilut. How are they imprinted in him? How does he shift from quality to quality, from Sfirah to Sfirah? Every quality is revealed towards a certain world. And in that way, the world goes through this quality. It's as if it's colored by it and continues. Person, a capitalist, a friend in the ten, wants to discover the ten sphere. He feels connection with his friends. What does it mean that in this connection, the ten sphere awaken each quality is revealed in this feeling? person feels himself as made of those qualities and in each one of them he wants to feel the creator. In that way he discovers them inside himself. Keep going, Mikhail. Item 8. In addition to the above, there is a very important intimation in this allegory of the four colors. The upper lights are called a book, as it is written in the book of creation, chapter 1. He created his world in three books, a book, an author, and a story. It is also written, the sky will be rolled up like a book. The disclosure of the wisdom in each book is not in the white in it, but only in the colors, meaning in the ink, from which the letters in the book, in the combinations of wisdom, come to the reader. On the whole, there are three kinds of ink in the book. Red, green, and black. Correspondingly, the world of Atzilut, which is Chokhmah, is all godliness and is like the white in the book. This means that we have no perception in it whatsoever. But the whole disclosure in the Book of Heaven is in the Sfirot Bina, Tiferet, and Malchut, which are the three worlds Bia, as they are considered the ink in the Book of Heaven. The letters and their combinations appear 
in the three above-mentioned kinds of ink. And it is only through them that the godly light appears to the receivers. At that time, we must note that the white in the book is is the primary subject of the book. And the letters are all carried on the white in the book. And had it not been for the white, the existence of the letters and all the manifestations of Chochmah in them would not be possible whatsoever. Similarly, the world of Atzilut, which is the Sfira Chochmah, is a primary subject of the manifestation of Chochmah, which appears through the world's Bia. This is the meaning of the verse, in wisdom you have made them all. Rav, what is the book of heaven? The book of heaven are the ten sefirot, which is all the worlds. And through all of that, the upper light comes to the receivers. He talked about book, author, and story. Yeah. What is the story? We'll see it. It's three degrees. Through them, we discover the Creator's actions towards us. What is written in the Book of Heaven? All the laws of nature. All the laws. Concerning the Zohar speaking only of the worlds beyond and the connection of Atzilut to them, in the study of the Tansfirot, they talk about everything, and the Zohar only about this part, because in the study of the Tansfirot, he starts from the four phases down to... So, is it different what the Zohar and the study of the Tansfirot describe? Yes, of course. Saul tells us about the worlds of Bia and a bit on how they influence the world of Atzilut. And what comes before that, Nikudim and all that, is not mentioned in the Zohar. Almost none. Only his upper roots. <laughs> 